You are listening to the greatest hits. Whoa, 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 whoa. 97.1 QMG. Man, what up, man? You smooth criminal, ain't you? <laughs> hey, man, this is my vibe this week. I got a haircut. Oh, Let's you go. Feel, you feeling yourself now. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Out of My League podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Deshaun. And as always, we are here to give you the latest sports takes, debates, updates, and the news, news, news. What up, though? What's good, man? Hey, man. <laughs> What's up with you is the question. <laughs> I'm not the stressed out one. It should be you over there, my friend. Two, two. Boy, am I nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, am I nervous. <laughs> that, that pressure's on serious now. Look. <laughs> it sounded good at first, but hey. Ooh-wee. That series changed up quick. Now it's tied. Game five in Phoenix tonight. And it's basically a must-win must situation for yep. us. Yep, it's a must-win. And there are two twos all around. Yeah. Aside from Golden State, it's two-two everywhere, man. I mean, it, it's really getting intense. It's heating up, yeah. literally, for Miami as well. I mean, Philly came out of nowhere. They were shot in the water. Bruh, <laughs> fear the beard. Yeah. Beard ganger don't bang. It's crazy. Mask. And B comes back and they win. Like. <laughs> mask on. <laughs> Not mask off, mask on. Yeah. Child of the Future. That album is still fire, by the way. It is. But I want to start in Milwaukee. Okay. We got to start in Milwaukee because Giannis, just look gas. He's exhausted. Look gas at the end of the game as the Celtics outlast the Bucks 116 to 108. Tie the series 2-2. Who has the advantage right now? It's the Celtics. Like, right now it's the Celtics because Giannis, the, the, the bodies that the Celtics are putting on Giannis right now physically just – you know, you know, hitting him wherever he goes, screens, like coming on the baseline, they're just hitting him, rebounding the ball. They're they're being so much more physical with him than any other team has been, and it's exhausting him. And plus, mm-hmm. usually Chris Middleton in crunch time is yep. that person in the mid range that's yep. hitting those jumpers, so yep. Giannis can kind of you know just play defense yep. really. Without Chris Middleton, Giannis is on both ends exhausted. Yeah. You know, you have Drew Holiday who, I mean, he's having 25-point games, but he's not that effective. No, he was awful. Yet. He yeah, was awful. he was terrible yesterday. He, he was actually awful. I think he, I want to say he went 4 of 20 or something yeah. like that. He shot poorly, yeah. and he kept putting up shots, and I get it. He's trying to step up because Chris Middleton is out, mm-hmm. obviously, but he was awful. Yeah. Like, he was really, really bad, and Giannis just looked gassed. He's exhausted. Like, this is the first game that I actually looked at him, and I was like, yo, he looks like he's about to pass out out there. And his stat line's crazy. I want to say in the third quarter, he had like 16 rebounds, yeah. 33 points. He's up there. Like, he's actually cooking, and he, it's just not enough. And I think the difference in the series, especially yesterday, not only did Al Horford drop a 30 bomb, <laughs> like, who's seen that coming first and foremost? But Tatum, who's been having a very mild series so far, really stepped up in crunch time. Like he was clutch. Yeah, because he wasn't he wasn't that great in the first half. Second half, yeah. Tatum came alive, he and was I was clutch. like, okay, you he know, he was clutch. 
Who do you have winning the series right now? Man, this for them to steal one on the road in Milwaukee was huge. I'm going to go ahead and say the Celtics. Switching up. The Celtics. I'm going to stay 10 toes down with the Bucks because I picked them already. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be Bucks in six anymore. Seven. I, yeah, <laughs> I think it'll have to be in seven, which means they're going to have to win one more in Boston, which is going to be tough. Yeah. And I think that they're going to come out next game and they're going to come out and they're going to they're hit Boston in the mouth early. I think they're going to try to hit them with something early and we'll see if they're able to withstand it. But Bud's got to get that that lineup under control. Yeah, because like he has to get that yeah. under control. Yeah. You, you look at the matchups and how well the role players play at home. And now yes. Boston. Yes. You know, a lot of their role players weren't playing as great on the road, right? right. So now they're coming right. back home. Right. That should only emphasize what they're doing, right? right? Like, and you see you see guys knocking down shots. You see guys really defending the basketball. Um, this is this is a really, really tough uh Boston team, and they're able to switch everything. Yep. One through five, they're able to switch, yep. pick and roll. Like any anybody out there for the Bucks, the Celtics can go ahead and switch one through yeah. five and Credit the coach. Like, Emi Adoka, is, he's really having these boys, you know, <laughs> attention to detail yeah. on their defensive assignments, switching, yeah. being able to, you know, neutralize Giannis, especially when Giannis goes to the baseline and you have guys on passing lanes. Yep. Like, this is really, really, you know, crucial stuff for a, a young Boston team at that. Yeah, Giannis has had to step up in a bigger role that he's normally used to. And, I mean, he already plays a bigger, big role because he's the best player in the NBA. So, I mean, his role can't get much bigger, and yet he has to facilitate. He has to rebound. He has to get buckets. Like, he has to be the closer. Like, he has to be the one with the ball in his hands at the end of the game, and I think it's really starting to fatigue him. I think he just looked gassed. Like, I simply think he looked gassed, and I think, honestly, the winner of Game 5 will be the one that wins the series. Agreed. I think that Game 5 will ultimately determine – Who's gonna advance in that series? And I'm still gonna pick the Bucks. I'm gonna pick the Bucks at, you know, maybe it is in six. I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, maybe it is in six. I don't know if they can win back to back games in Boston. That's gonna be tough. I mean, it, it it's interesting because, like you said, players play better at home, and I feel like with Boston still in one, and the Bucks role players yeah. really didn't step up. Um, Bobby Portis was pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Grayson Allen pretty quiet. Pat Connaughton, pretty quiet. George Hill. Like, George Hill, absent. <laughs> yeah, 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 absent. He didn't show up. Like, yeah, absent. So, we're going to see what happens when they get to Boston and if Boston yeah. role players can step up. And speaking of people showing up at home, Sixers. Down 2-0, now 2-2, mask up, and beads back. He didn't look all, you know, himself mm-hmm. early, especially game three. Yeah. Game four, he... A little not, bit better. Yeah, a little bit better. Still getting back into the field. Mm-hmm. But the beard, man, Harden, he heard the chatter. He heard the talk. This was his best game as a Philadelphia 76er. Yeah. By far. Yep. Um, And you look at James Harden, he had a little pop to him. Like, he had a little bit more juice, you know what I mean, as he, as he, he was, was playing. Fe- he was feeling himself. Yeah. He was feeling himself. He had the step back going. Mm-hmm. I, th- I want to say he hit three or four, four. threes. Yeah, four threes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was getting to the rack. He, he had the handle going. He had the assist going. Yeah. He, he put up a 30-piece, and he looked good, and he did exactly what he needed to do. And I'm looking at players like Danny Green. I know. <laughs> Where has this guy been? <laughs> I ain't seen this Danny Green since we won the title at Carolina. <laughs> oh, San Antonio. Like, no. He ain't even looked that good there. Like, Danny Green putting up 18 and 20 yeah. points. Like, 
this is a problem when Danny Green's the leading <laughs> scorer on the team. That, that's not something I'm used to seeing. Like, he was hooping. Yeah. Maxi came out the gate hooping, had a huge second half. Yeah. Who now has the pressure on them heading into game five? It's Miami. Because it's in there, we're going to talk about the Suns later, but this is the same situation. You were up 2-0, and, you know, the 76 were dead in the water. Like, they, they had their backs were against the wall, and they had to yep. make some shake. And Joel B comes back for games three and four at home, and <laughs> there it is. Different you, dynamic. Yeah. Just a whole different dynamic. And it's crazy because Jimmy Butler's scoring 30 and 40 points. Jimmy Butler is hooping yeah. this postseason, and I mean hooping. I have a question for you. Yeah. Their shooting has been abysmal, essentially this entire series, especially from the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Why is Duncan Robinson not in the game at all? See, this this is a problem. Like, you paid him $90 million. $90 plus million. Dollars. If if I'm Eric Spolstra, I don't get it. You have to put him on the floor. Like, not only just because you're paying him 90 mil, but because he can knock down jumpers. Like, he's a really good three-point shooter. Yeah. The problem that they're having with Duncan Robinson is defense. He does not defend the basketball. Matter of fact, you're going to blow right past him <laughs> and score the bucket. If you put him on anybody on that Sixers team, even Danny Green, he <laughs> might even blow past him. Yeah, Danny Green <laughs> blowing by you is insane <laughs> in 2022. Yeah. But this is an issue because – now, as a shooter, your confidence is probably shot because your coach clearly right. doesn't believe in you. Right. You got somebody like a Victor Oladipo who's coming off injury, who's fresh in the series. He's getting back to form, and too. he's getting back to form. So you have no, no minutes. Like you're you're barely getting in the game. I really didn't know what the exact reason was. I didn't know it was strictly because he doesn't play defense. I thought he did something like wrong. Like, I think I, it's two things. I, I thought it was something wrong. I think it's the defense, and I think because of you know, the other wings, he kind of get got phased out a little bit in the lineups, which is interesting because I feel like he's still one of their best scorers. And I feel like it happened so abruptly. Yeah. Like he was he was just playing regular season, then all of a sudden postseason, boom, he's nowhere to be yep. found. And yeah, they need some shooters, and I do think the pressure is on them. Do you think Miami still wins the series? Whew. Um, man, man. I, I do want to say Miami's gonna win this series, but I think it goes seven games now. This is this is tough. I mean, Joe Embiid's only getting better. He's only getting healthier. And then if James Harden can give you 20 and 5, 25 and 6, something like that, along with the Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris by the way has been hooping. Yeah. You know, he's going a little under the radar, but he's been hooping in the playoffs. Yeah. But this is a team where Miami, like, once they get hot, like, they, they've been shooting the last two games. They've shot the ball terribly. Yeah. Which is why, they, they've even been, they've further, been awful. why you need to play Don, Duncan like, Robinson. Yeah, like, they've been shooting poorly, and I'm going to say the same thing, like I said, for the last series. Yeah. I think the winner at Game 5 is going to win this series. Yeah. And I'm going to actually pick the 76ers. Wow. I, I, I'm going to pick the 76ers. I think Harden found a little juice, mm-hmm. and we'll see if they're able to switch up and throw the bodies on them yeah. like they did. I think Embiid really changes that dynamic because before Embiid, it was literally the focal point was Harden. They they could let anybody else do their thing and get off. Maxi could go for 30, yeah. and they knew that they were still going to win the game mm-hmm. because they neutralized Harden. If they can get back to neutralizing Harden and throwing multiple bodies on him, I do think that you know Miami may be able to pull away. But I think the Sixers can come in here and steal one. Yeah. I think that Miami... You know, being back at home, they're going to feel like they have the upper hand. They got the crowd behind them. You know, heat stand up. 
whatever it is. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna feel like you know they're ready. And I think it's yeah. gonna be a close game. And I think dare I say Harden might be able to close them out. Wow. And if they can steal this game five, which I feel like they can, the Heat are not winning in uh, Philly. I, th- I don't think the Heat are winning in Philly game six. Like, I think with everything on the line, because there's still a lot of pressure to me on this Sixers yeah. team. Now that they've tied the series, it, it's the first to two. Right. It's first to two now. So I think there's a lot of pressure still on the Sixers right. now. And I feel like, you know, they're going to be up to it. I think that Embiid and Harden can do it. And I'm assuming that they will do it. Yeah. Um, and this is this is another element to it that you're not going to want to hear. But the missing piece of Kyle Lowry can't go understated just because his defensive prowess on a James Harden, which he did play very good against James Harden defensively. Bro, no, he didn't. He just runs into people and tries to draw fouls. He looks stupid. I honestly think them trying to insert him back into the lineup threw them off. Like instead, well, he, He's out again anyway. Good. So. <laughs> good. Instead of Lowry getting minutes, give it to Duncan Robinson, somebody who deserves it, who's not trash. Like, I, I don't think he does anything. He served no purpose. He had three assists, zero him. points. Waste him. of time, bro. Waste of time. Moving on. <laughs> we're, on we're on to Phoenix. Suns. Huge game five. Back in the Valley. Y'all need this. Chris Paul desperately needs this. What's going on with CP3, man? You know, <laughs> one thing I've noticed with Chris Paul is, you know, seeing him now, this is his second around the playoffs since he's been on the team and Chris does disappear for a couple games it, it happens and he, it happens every series so this and I don't understand why it happens I don't know in his mind or his body or what have you he will disappear for a game or two and then he'll have one of the greatest games of his career the next game and I don't understand how that happens this guy went 14 of 14 if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. just a couple of games ago and then played on his birthday and was abysmal the and, last- and then last game last game was just disappointing Stupid. disappointing the, the fouling yeah. the, the, turnovers. The, the turnovers like I, Chris Paul having five turnovers in a quarter is literally unheard of and he's been playing some miserable basketball and I get it. Role players play better at home. And we've seen the Mavs role players mm-hmm. step up big yeah. time. And I mean big time. Luka didn't even have a great game. No. Luka didn't have a great game, but Brunson stepped mm-hmm. up. They had the three ball going. Finney Smith. Yeah, Finney Smith stepped up. Uh, Kleber was Kleber, stepping up. Yeah. And it's just like, what's going on with Phoenix? A team that, you know, I thought was the best overall team. Mm-hmm. In the postseason, I still think they are, yeah. and I think Monty Williams will make adjustments. I do think the Suns will win tonight, yeah. but if they somehow slip up tonight it's a and lose, I, I think it's all right. Yeah, Dallas think, will beat us. I think Dallas will beat them, but I can also say that I've never seen Chris Paul really have back-to-back games, like poor games back-to-back. I know I've never seen him have back-to-back-to-back yeah. poor games, yeah. so I'm expecting an a lot better. Chris Paul tonight, and I think some of those calls that Dallas was getting, oh, they're terrible. They, they also, I'm not, I'm not blaming the refs yeah. at all because I, I think the officiating has been up in the air for all the games yeah, in in every series, yeah. and, and we're gonna talk about you know Golden State series next because that's been a really physical, mm-hmm. physical, brutal series, and I feel like people are overblowing the Jordan Poole mm-hmm. thing, and so on and so forth. But right now, yeah, Phoenix has to do better, and I think. Their players need to step up. Aiden has to step up. Chris Paul has to play better. 
Campaign has to play better. Like everybody, Cam Johnson, like Cam Johnson has to play better. Like everybody has to step up because Booker can't do it on his right. own. Right. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. Like, I felt like Booker had a good game last game. Yeah. Thirty-five points. I mean, he was over fifty percent from the field. He shot the ball very, very well. And it's it's this is a problem, right? When Chris Paul has these issues, usually the Suns have another person that steps up when he does have these games, which is why they've been able to win playoff games. But in this instance. It seemed like the only person that was actually willing to play basketball last game was Devin Booker. Mikael Bridges had a bad game. Cam Payne had a bad game. Cam Johnson had a bad game. DeAndre Ayton has been AWOL for two straight games. I don't know where he is. I don't even know where to find him now. Put the ABB out. And this is, this is a problem. Like, this is the same dude that wants a max contract. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about DeAndre Ayton. You, the, you are, when, when Chris Paul's not having a great game, you need to be that second option because you know Devin Booker going to give you 25 to 35 games, maybe 25 to 40. We You never know. <laughs> maybe 40 to 50. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, you never knows? know. But this, yeah. you have to lock in. And this is what I'm talking about with heart, man. Aiden has to play with more heart because this is the second series in a row with the bigs from the other team are outworking him, out-competing him, out-rebounding him. And I'm like, dude, you are you are such a talented big offensively, defensively, you have all the tools in your body. You can defend. You can move your feet. You can slide your feet. You can shoot the mid-range. Like, you have so much to your game, but you're never playing to the level you should when it matters most. And this is what frustrates me. And if you look at, you know, the team, as, as far as, out, you know, you take Chris Paul and Jay Crowder out, all these guys are young. All of these guys are young, but you have experience now. You played, you were in the finals last year. You had you had all those series you played last year were under your belt. You had a tough, tough win against the Pelicans round one, which you should have never had. Yeah. But because the coach Agreed. knew you in and out, that's what made it tougher. But this is a situation now. You're going to game five. You're at home. I think Chris Paul is going to bounce back. I think he's first off, he's pissed off by what happened in Dallas with his, with his family. family. Yep. Um, yeah, he's pretty tight about that yeah no nah, he's actually upset yeah um and then you got the Devin Booker who I mean scored 35 now it's empty, it's empty calories last game so yeah. you need to go ahead and clear that out and then you have the DeAndre Aiden the Mikael Bridges the Cam Johnsons of the world Landry Shamit campaign yep like you have all those guys who they've been playing subpar this entire playoff run I'll, I'll take away from Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges played really well the first series and the first two games of this series. But everybody else, you got to step up. Like, this is especially knocking down wide open threes. Like, I've never seen Cam Johnson miss so many wide open threes in my life. It's been some abysmal shooting and throughout all the playoffs, like, this whole time. I will say this, and then we'll jump to Golden State. I think that Phoenix's offense, it, it looks really different when Chris Paul is not at the helm. Like, I seen Booker, even though, you know, he got his buckets, it looked like he was kind of forcing some things, didn't really know exactly what to do with the ball in the fourth quarter mm -hmm. because they were double-teaming him, and he can't really rely on anybody else to create right. and set up the offense. And I feel like with Chris Paul, you know, fouling out early in the fourth, then he came in for, what, 15 seconds and caught a foul? And the offense doesn't run smoothly unless Chris Paul is at the helm. 
And somebody else, like you said, has to step up because they know that with Booker on the ball, like when I don't like when Booker brings the ball up the court yeah. because I know that he can score, but they're going to hone in on him. Mm-hmm. And if nobody else is willing to step up and having a, and having a bad game and Chris Paul isn't in the game gonna at all. They're going to send two at him. Yeah, they're, they're going to send two at him and nobody else is hitting those right. shots. And it it's making him work twice as hard, twice as hard excuse me, mm-hmm. because Booker has the dog in him. Right. He wants to win like badly. Like he's rising up and he's still getting buckets, but it's not enough. Yeah. Like they need somebody who can actually run the offense when Chris Paul isn't on the floor. Yeah. But Chris Paul has to play better. I think I think plain and simple. Without question. He has to play better and I expect him to play better. I still expect the Suns to win this series and I expect them to win this game tonight. Do you know who the Suns leading scorer was game three? Nope. Jay Crowder. That's how bad they played. Yeah. That, that that that's that's not a good. That's look. how bad they played. That's, I, that's if I had to pick a son who's my least favorite son, it would be Jay Crowder. I do not like Jay Crowder. <laughs> yo, Jay Crowder slam <laughs> Luca. Yeah, <laughs> that that backside angle. <laughs> yo, he got Luca out of there. I was like, good lord, he threw that man. It, it's it's been physical series like yeah. all over the place, and going to the main one, Golden State. First and foremost, the suspension for Brooks warranted. Yeah, I mean, you had to, to do something, but I also think if you're going to call that and suspend him, you had to call, you had to suspend Jay, Draymond too for that. So mm, true. That's why I, I didn't think that was fair. Like, if you're going to suspend somebody, you got to suspend both of them. Yeah, I f- I feel like that series have had has had a lot of eyes on, it, especially with the refs. Like mm-hmm. everything has been under review. Like at one point, I want to say they review back to back plays. I'm like, yo, just let them play ball. Yeah. Like just let them play ball. You're messing up the flow, but. That, that's been a really chippy series. I don't think Jordan Poole's thing was on purpose. I will be on record saying that. I don't think it was on purpose. Didn't Don't think he meant to hurt him. It's unfortunate mm-hmm. that Ja is out. And I do still think that the Grizzlies had a chance to win that game last night. But now you look at yourselves. You're down 3-1. You know, you have, you, you're going back to Memphis. Yeah. And they've been good without Ja Morant all season. Do you think that they can still get back into the series? No. If Jaws if Jaws not coming back, the answer is no. Cause Jaws was killing, killing, consistently getting forty five points a game. He was cooking, and I have I have a real issue with the depth of Memphis. They've been great all year. Their depth pieces have been phenomenal yep. all year long. They get to the postseason, these dudes not even showing up, like. Not even showing up at all. Players play better at home. We'll see. And this is, I mean, even at home, they didn't show up. This is bad. Like, Desmond Bain, where are you at? Yeah, he's been awful. Where are you at? Like, Dylan he's been Brooks. awful. Dylan Brooks, I like him on the defensive end. I feel like he he did a great job on both Steph Curry when he was on him and then Jordan Poole when he was on him. Don't like that step back three early in the shot clock but towards the end of the game But yesterday. offensively, he has been... <laughs> Horrible. That that was a really bad shot. And I actually think that that gave the game yeah. back to Golden State. They should have won that game. Yeah, but it's it's guys like that. Tyus Jones. Like, where are you guys at? Tyus hooped. Finally, Ty, yeah. this is his first game yeah, in two Ty, series. Tyus, but I also don't think Tyus gets a lot of minutes. And I, one, I don't like Tyus. He went to Duke, mm-hmm. so like we know how that is. But yeah, Tyus had to play, you know, extensive yeah. minutes yesterday because Ja didn't play. And Tyus, I think he did his job. It's the other, the Jaron Jacksons, who can literally hit eight threes one game and then go three for thirteen the next game. The inconsistency, yeah. and I think that you know, looking at the Warriors, Clay hasn't had a good series mm-hmm. um, at all. I think Clay's been pretty bad. I think Steph is Steph has really been stepping up. Steph is really playing some clutch basketball yeah. in, in the moments they need him the most. And I think Draymond even 
has been playing like his normal game. He's not really getting on the board. I mean, he's not really getting on the board as far as points. And Jordan Poole's had a, a I think he's had a great series so far, except for he started off real last, hot. Yeah, last yeah. I about to say last game. game. It looked like he was trying to do too much facilitating and not really playing his type of basketball. It was weird. You know what it was with Jordan Poole? I think it was mental because yep, I people agree. are calling him a dirty player now. I think it was all that. And then yeah, I think he, he tried to shake Jaw's hand in pregame and Jaw was not having it. Yeah, it was it, yeah, it was like a really awkward handshake. Yeah. Re- really awkward handshake. And I think people were saying that, you know, he he's ball hogging, he's shooting too much, and he was trying to do a little yeah. too extra facilitating and not playing his game. Right. Like, you're – supremely talented on offense, just be you. Right. Like, you have to learn to tune the noise out. And that's one thing I like much about James Harden, who really tries to at least ignore and not bring up the noise because, mm. you know, I'm sure he's heard the chatter. People calling him Wash. People saying he's I mean, not the Philly. same Harden. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's Philly. Yeah. Like, the, the fans are rough. They are rough. Like, they're gonna, media market. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to let you have it. Yeah. But, you know, he's found a ways to tune it out and kind of just keep hooping. I mean – He's been playing just not to the Harden that we all thought he could until mm-hmm. last game. Yeah. Like, but he's still been putting up, you know, around 20 points, seven rebounds, six assists. Mm-hmm. That's a great stat yeah. line. That's yeah. still a great stat line. We just want to see Houston the Harden. Expectations just yeah, his high. Ex- yeah, his expectations are just really high. Right. And I think that, you know, Jordan Poole's expectations have been rising. And I feel like last game he kind of let, you know, mm-hmm. the chatter get to him. So I expect them to settle in, bounce back. Who wins game five? You know what? I'm going with Grizzlies game five. Me too. At home. Me too. Um, I think too. that these guys, the back's against the wall. They have to respond. And I, I think this is their last punch. This yeah. is it. Yeah, because, I mean, I, yeah, it's win or go home. Right. It's, it's win or go home. I don't think they're going to win the series. I do have Golden State winning that yeah, series. Yeah, but I got them one, winning game five. Yep. So so your, your Grizzlies and seven pick is now out the window. Pretty much. <laughs> they're cooked. That when Ja went out, it was over. Yeah. Nah, Ja going out was huge. I didn't realize, like, how great of a series he would be having. I, I mean, like, like the his first two games this series were better than any game he had last series. Yeah. Any game. And, like, he's been getting to the rack at will. High flying. I hope he comes back. We'll see. But I do think the Grizzlies can pull out game five without him. You know so what it maybe is, he'll though? get in game six. You know what it is, the, the comparison between the two series, like, with with – the Timberwolves, they have they have really good on ball defenders. Yep. Golden State does not have any on ball yeah. defenders, like zero yeah. on ball defenders. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Like Jaws no, blown past. Yeah. Them. yeah nothing <laughs> against Steph, but he's not about to clamp you up. Clay Clay's an elite defender, but not he, anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's not that guy right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's gonna take him a while. Yeah. He's obviously coming off two brand new legs, right. basically. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, Draymond. Draymond's a really good defender. But he's not but going he, in. Yeah, he's not staying in front of John Morant. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, and we're gonna see what happens. Game five. I'm assuming Grizzlies win that, but if so, I think the Warriors will pull out in six. Yeah. So Warriors. If they go six. back to Golden State, it's a wrap. Yeah. On to NFL, man. We have some NFL news as schedules are releasing this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Got some big games coming up already. They have leaked the Christmas game. Got Broncos Rams, man. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a great, great Christmas. Looking forward to the 2022 season. And here to talk about the NFL with us, we got Emery Hunt this week. Emery, what up? Hey, what's going on, Emery? Doing fine, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Man, we we always appreciate you. You know, you always welcome on the show for sure. Um, I just want to ask you a couple questions, man. You know, I know we're following back from the draft and we didn't get a chance to talk to you yet, but who do you think was the steal of the draft this past year? 
You know, I'll probably say based off where he went and the team he went to, it, it has to be Malik Willis. We mm. know quarterback is is important mm. in, in the NFL. And the fact that he went in the third round to Tennessee, I think is an ideal situation because, again, any situation that he goes, that he went to, that he didn't have to play right away was a, a great situation. I thought Detroit would have been the most ideal situation, but Tennessee, you can't argue with that. You have a foundational back. In Henry, mm-hmm. you have a young quarterback, that, yep. a young yep. receiver that you already know, and, and Burks um, that you got some rapport with. The offensive line is improving, getting better, um, and the defense is going to be solid. So you have a situation where you can grow, develop, and once you hit the field, if Ryan Tannehill falters this year, yeah. you know next year is he will for him to get out of his, his contract, <laughs> he so will. that way they can they can get him on the field. So I think to be completely honest. Um, the combination of where he went and the type of player he is in the situation, I feel like Malik Willis was the biggest deal. I got a quick question about that. I wanted to ask how you feel about Tannehill's comment saying that it's not really his job to mentor Malik Willis and how that dynamic, if there's anything there, will affect the growth of Malik Willis this season. You know, it, it's, I mean, his comments are what they are. I mean, he, on the surface, he's telling the truth. Um, I think people kind of want this cookie cutter answer, but I mean, he told him the honest truth is mm-hmm. technically not his job. Yeah. True. But at the end of the day, you know, he did say on the, on the flip side, if he learned something from him, that's great. That's, that's, you know, which is another fair statement, but it's all about competition. And, you know, if you are competing, you shouldn't, it's just, it's the only position where you have to worry about people's feelings, right. you know? And so, no other position that you bring somebody in, they just, all right, cool. You got to compete and we add more to the room quarterback. They want to tap dance around the feelings and the, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I mean, at the end of the day, it, I wouldn't have cared to, to hear him say that. Um, and I know Malik Willis probably doesn't care because Malik Willis probably is like, I'm just going to compete and let the tips fall where they may. Yeah, no doubt. That was a extremely great value for selecting him when they got him. Um, and I thought that, he was the best quarterback in this class for sure. Um, so that's definitely a good pick for them. Agreed. Uh, staying on the draft, though, which team do you believe had this far has had the best offseason? Offseason or draft? We're going to stay with draft. Let's do that. Yeah. Draft, I probably would say Baltimore. You yeah. know, the, to get arguably the number one center, arguably the number one safety, mm-hmm. and to get – you know, two studs up front along the, the line of scrimmage and David Ajabo and Daniel Falele, the offensive tackle, Travis Jones, yeah. the defensive tackle from UConn, you know, and to double back and get uh, Jaco- uh um, Nicobe Dean, you know, that to, I'm no, sorry, that's, Eagles, that's yeah. Philly. Yeah, but to, to get Jacoby McClain, I'm thinking about as mm-hmm. an undrafted free agent. I mean, Baltimore really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, and so... I thought the Marion Williams, a corner was a real good one too. So I feel like they just really aced it on both sides. They got stronger up front, added some playmakers on the back end. And you just figure a team will knock on wood, not face the, the same injury fate they had last year. And the low key to pick up Tyler Beatty, the running back out of Missouri. Yeah. In the sixth round was, was that's a big time. Uh, addition because he can play you know he was one he was toting the rock in the sec right they had like 1500 yards last year so for me i feel like baltimore had you know the the best draft yeah they've honestly this entire offseason baltimore has killed it 
um, from the Marcus Williams signing um, to strengthening the line of scrimmage through the draft. You got safety play, you know, Kyle Hamilton. Travis Jones is a stud up front from UConn. And then they just signed Mike, Mike Davis today from Atlanta. So this has been a really, really strong offseason for um, Baltimore so far. Yeah, when you get guys coming back from injury, you're getting Edwards coming back, Dobbins coming back, uh, a wide array of people that got hurt last year. But, you know, now with, with the addition of Beatty and signing of Mike Davis, you don't have to force or rush Edwards or Dobbins yeah. back. True. Dobbins is a long, long-term answer, um, you know, and so that that's always a plus. And the fact that they signed Anthony Brown out of, you know, undressed for region out mm-hmm. of Oregon, you know, you get Charlie Kohler, the tight end, likely. So they, they, they really knocked it out the park on both sides of the ball. No doubt. And uh, I want to get, before I pass off to Curry, I want to get your, your insight on David Ajabo because I thought, that his ceiling is extremely high just because he's new to football. He's still trying to learn. Um, and he had production his last two years at Michigan. So, and he's extremely young. I think he's 20 years old. So tell me what you think about David Jabo. No, he's a solid player and, and has the upside. And the, the thing is, you know, now you, you kind of stymie that because he's not going to be able to play, yeah. but at least you get the, the talent in the building, get the nursing back to health. And then 2023, hopefully, he picks up right where he left off um, last year or this past season in college because you don't you don't want to try to. I think a lot of times we get caught in in um, just expecting everybody to return back to their normal self after yeah. an injury when everybody's body is different. So we'll see, but hopefully if if things come back you know clean and clear for him and he can just continue to build on what he did this past season at Michigan, then that would end up probably being the, the biggest steal for for the draft, getting him in the second round when, you know, multiple teams had legitimate reasons to pass on him. True. So I know you said the Ravens, you know, were the steal, basically had the steal of the draft and like you have been killing it this whole offseason. Want to look ahead to the this season. And I know you have brought up, you know, Malik Willis also being being a steal at QB. What QB in the NFL this year do you think has the most pressure on them? Most pressure? I would probably say Tua. Um I like that. I like that because, pick. you know, you look at what Miami has done around to it. They've added a lot of weapons. You know, he's dealing with a new coach, so he has to learn a new system. Um, and everyone is looking at him as, okay, well, you know, they they have enough pieces offensively for this offense to be successful. And the, the quiet part is they've been – the last two years, they've been, I want to say, a game or two out of the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Like they've been in the playoffs – and then they had to win a game to, to really lock it in, and they lost that game. So it's not like Tua has played terrible football. Right. It just hasn't been the reason why they won a lot of these games. So they need him to take that next step. Or to be honest, it's the same thing, even though the, the conversation around this guy is different, but they've had the same type of situations. Justin Herbert. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Herbert hasn't, totally been, agree. <laughs> hasn't been in the playoffs, has, has failed to win the must-win games. Uh, but the stats look nice, so people already put him in, in the top five. When Tua has his stats look okay, but right. they both had the same issues in winning those those need to win games um, to get in the playoffs. So it's not like the team is terrible; they're right there. And I feel like Tua has more pressure on him than someone like Herbert does, even though they were taken in the same year. And Herbert didn't have injury issues coming in like Tua did. Tua is now two years removed from that hip injury. 
So we should see a, a you know, a, a better version of him. But I think to answer your question, he would be the one that I say has the most pressure. Makes sense. You know where I'm going. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. I, I, from what I've heard about this offseason, training out in California with multiple QB coaches, just working on the fundamentals, footwork, all those kinds of things. The Eagles trade for A.J. Brown. You have Devontae Smith there. And then you have a nice collection of young talent to also fill in. I think Jalen is also kind of in the same boat as Tua in a situation where the organization brought pieces that they're familiar with, obviously, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts are best friends. Um, but I'm interested to see, and I hope, you know, I, I, there's really high expectation for Jalen. I know he's your guy. Tell me what you saw on film this past year, and tell me about things that he can work on and how A.J. Brown's going to help him. You know, it's interesting. I'm not surprised that what he's done so far in Philly is yeah. exactly what you know, my scouting report said, because it's the one thing about his game that people can't quantify or see is the it factor. And, you know, he's not afraid of pressure. Mm -hmm. So that alone will give you, you know, eight wins in the season. And it will be the reason why you can get through adversity and get to the playoffs, you know. So we're talking about someone from the 2020 class. Only quarterbacks to make the playoffs was him and Burrow, Mm -hmm. you know. So I don't know why folks are saying it's a must-win year for Jalen. He's done something that, you know, those two other dudes didn't do right. and haven't done yet. I can't find tape of Tua and Herbert in the playoffs. I'm still trying to find it. <laughs> That's so, funny. <laughs> with, 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 Hurt, with Hurts, I think the focus, I think getting A.J. Brown was huge because now he doesn't feel like he has to force the, the ball to someone that he knows is going to make the play, right. i.e. Devonta Smith. The other guys are kind of up in the air. You don't, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know if this guy is going to make the play or not, but getting A.J. Brown eliminates that. I like to see someone like Greg Ward be the starter in the slot because he was one of those guys for Jalen Hurts last year and making clutch plays. I'm excited to see how they get more production of the tight end group. And, you know, we should see, um, you know, what type of growth in his second year of transitioning to the tight end position. Tyree Jackson makes Mm -hmm. a fan of Grant Calcaterra and what he can do. Uh, You hope that um, he can avoid the concussions because outside of that, he was a terrific tight end. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, see what his transition looks like. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing that can help Hurts out is that if they can uh, get more consistent production from the running back crew. And that's going to require someone like Miles Sanders to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if he can stay healthy and be out there for the full season, then those other guys fall in line, and it helps make the offense much more productive. But the real issue for the Eagles last year was not Jalen Hurts. Nope. It wasn't the offense. It was the defense couldn't stop anyone. It couldn't yeah. cover, couldn't get pressure. And you hope that now with the upgrades they've made, I thought they've, uh, I thought the linebacking core was non-existent last year. Mm-hmm. But you bring in Kaiser White, you bring in Hassan Reddick, you draft Nicobe Dean, they've gotten significantly better at linebacker. And in the on the back end, you know, there's still, you know, some opportunities to see where okay, McPherson can grow. I, I was a big fan of him. Um, I think one underrated player is Reed Blankenship, the yeah. undrafted region out of Middle Tennessee State, uh, but. I feel like the defense has to give it. If defense can get better, that's two to three more wins. Think about it. They played the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts drives them down the field and puts them up with the lead with like two and a half minutes left in the game. And the Chargers go right down the field and kick the game when the field goal. Yep. That's not on Hurts. You know, defense gets a stop. They beat the Chargers. They probably get a better seed in the playoffs. 
and he probably get to host a home game or whatnot. You never know. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Hertz is doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Um, and the, I think this, the franchise realizes what they have uh, in Hertz. So I, I'm glad to see them go out and build around him, um, getting him a weapon, a big time target, getting better where they, you saw they focused more on the defense side of yeah. football, which tells you they, they knew that was the reason why they couldn't win last year as many games. Um, and I think that's that's something to be said for Hertz's ability, what they think about him and, and the step he's going to take it with this offense and where they know knew they had to get better at going into 2022. Yeah, no doubt. And you can see, you know, based off what Howie Roseman was talking about, they are all in on Jalen Hurts, which is why they went out and got A.J. Brown for him and, you know, the strength in the defense. You saw earlier in the season where Nick Sirianni – um, was calling plays, and you, you immediately saw the opposing defense always double Devontae Smith, and that left, you know, the Jalen Ragers and the Quest Watkins and guys like that where they're not getting any separation. So really there's a lot of times in that season where Jalen had nowhere to go with the ball. So he always had to run or, you know, when plays broke down because once Devontae's doubled, there's nobody else really getting open, and I think A.J. is really going to open that up um, with Dallas Goddard in the middle as well. Yeah, and and that's the part that you know, folks. Again, watching the you know some of the media takes the media just a lot of the media is just upset that they got it wrong on Jalen Hurts, and so they are the ones putting this. You know, if you notice going to the season, it was the Eagles going to take Rattler and yeah. any other quarterback they could have thrown in there, and then when Hurts and the Eagles started winning and was winning well, it was it became more along the lines of well, they got two first round picks. Um, they could move up to go get, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett or, you know, one of these other quarterbacks. And then when they saw that wasn't going to work, now it's, oh, well, you know, yeah, they 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 got Hurts, but, you know, they got two first-round picks next year, so they're yeah. going to get insert quarterback here. So, for me, it's just like the same media is always wrong on the same type of quarterbacks. And just, <laughs> <laughs> just time and time again, it's, it's the same old – it's tradition. Yeah. It's like the Rose Bowl. Do you have Philly winning division this year? That's that's the tough part because on paper, Dallas is still um, – I still think Dallas has the best quarterback in the division. I agree. The agree. Best so that helps. Um, that You know, if they could split with Dallas, that's going to be huge. But Dallas on paper, um, I still feel like they – you know, because they've played a lot together. Yeah. Um, I feel like they still have a slight edge. But – Instead of getting swept by the Cowboys, maybe they can split. split one. And that could and if you win, you know, so there's there's more of a chance for them to win the division this year than opposed to last season. So it all depends on if they because I, I do feel like they've closed the gap on Dallas. Okay. No, I agree with that. I actually think they're gonna win the division. So it's gonna be interesting this season. Question for you which team do you think right now in the NFL that's not getting a lot of talk has Super Bowl potential? Last year Obviously, the Bengals, I don't think anyone really predicted them to go to the Super Bowl. And lo and behold, Joe Burrow turned up. Is there a team out there this year that you think has that type of potential? New Orleans. And, you know, another team where the media tends to, you know, always get it wrong. They talk about the Saints should have got Kenny Pickett or trade up. Let's go, Jameis. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Jameis was 12 touchdowns before he got hurt. And the Saints don't lose Jameis Winston. They go to the playoffs, they win the division because they swept the Bucs. Um, so talk about it. If you really want to talk about, you know, this defense and and getting Jameis Winston back and 
now you add Chris Olave, um, you know, you, you, you hopefully get back Michael Thomas. But if not, we've seen Jameis have success with Callaway. We know he has success with Deontay Harris. Yep. Uh, they got an undrafted free agent, Deshaun Dixon. That's legit. I think he's better than Traquan Smith. They answered the question that left tackle with Trevor Penning. We'll see how that worked out, though. But for the most part, the offense is intact. The coaching staff outside of Sean Payton, for the most part, is still intact. Mm-hmm. And the defense just got significantly better by getting, uh, you know, a Marcus May and also a Tyron Matthew to go along with what you saw last year from Paulson Debo and Chelsea Garner Johnson and Lattimore and, you know, the undrafted, I mean, the rookie DeMarco Jackson, I think is already better than Pete Werner. So I feel like this Saints team, no one's talking about, they, because no one wants to give Jameis his props. We, yeah. we saw last year what Jameis Winston with correct vision looked like. And that's the try to tell him, man, LASIK Jameis different. (laughs) They want to believe me completely different. And so if you ask me, no one's talking about New Orleans. And I think that's the the real dark horse, in my opinion, coming out the NFC. Wow. So you got them over the Bucks in that division. They match up well. They I I can't find, you know, outside maybe the one the game in the playoffs, but that could be directly tied to uh, Jared Cook fumbling the football as he was going in for you know, a potential yeah. score. Um, other than that, find me tape of the Bucks with Brady beating the Saints. Can't, you know, so <laughs> they match up well. Nah. <laughs> hey man, you know I love this. Jameis is my guy. So <laughs> so I love this. We're gonna let you get out of here, but before you get out of here, I want you to give us your NFC and AFC favorites. Well, I haven't really gotten a chance to to really look at that, but I mean so I, I would probably say last year at this time, I, I said Dallas and Baltimore. So, um, you know, before without really diving into mm-hmm. studying, I'll, I'll go ahead on and say Dallas and Baltimore again, just to, you know, <laughs> Lamar down. Jackson gets back. They, they got better on defense. Yeah. Um, everybody, they lost everybody last year yeah, yeah they did and they were still they were still they i want to say they were like eight and three it to start seven, the season seven and five okay, yeah seven, seven and, and five four. seven and four when when lamar got hurt in that yep. game and so and he still had a chance to get in the playoffs yeah. um and so you figure a full year of health better on defense and dallas it's hard you know the nfl is about talent and you as much as people want to clown jerry jones that team is never not talented true and so anytime you got yeah. talent like that you got a, a great quarterback in Dak Prescott um and low-key they could they could draft too and they, they got better on defense they got mm-hmm. some pieces and James Washington's gonna be phenomenal I think with Dak I think he kind of fits in what he's like what they had in uh the guy that got hurt they got that you know that they don't have anymore this year um oh uh, Michael Gallup Gallup he's just like Gallup yeah so I feel like they they that's a wash there. So I, I still I still could rock with for right now, Dallas and Baltimore. I, I just lo- love both quarterbacks and the talent um that Dallas has in the, and just a team overall that Baltimore yeah. has. Gotcha. Last thing before we let you go, it is the NBA playoffs. Who you got going to the championship? Man, I've been watching the USFL. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I've been all on the USFL, even though I'm a I'm a diehard Heat fan, so I'll peek in, watch a game. Every now and then, I yeah. kind of, you know, you hope the heat goes. Um, but I've been all in on the USFL. I got a USFL TV show every Saturday and Sunday morning. Oh, wow. Nice. So 
you know, direct TV channel 623, Verizon Fios channel 597 is called USFL kickoff. And so I feel like, you know, there's enough football out there to, to, to warrant these two spring leagues with the XFL coming in 2023. Yeah. So watching these dudes that, you know, that we spend a lot of time studying coming out of college and yep. breaking down what they're going to they, They're now playing in the XFL. I mean, the USFL and it's been fun football. Every game outside of one has been a one score competitive game. So this is something uh, And they, last week, the Rangers came out. Uh, they outperformed all the soccer that was on TV. Wow. And all of the NHL that was on TV and it's NHL playoffs. So yeah, um, that says a lot for for a team that people that's not even watching the league want to you know talk crap about online. They're not even watching it, but they got enough you know energy in their fingers to tweet about how bad it's doing. Yeah. But they're not watching it. But the, the the cool part is that is is growing, and that's where my focus has been. So it's been football still for me. That boy is diehard football <laughs> all day every day, man. I like it. I like it. But thanks, man. Thanks for chiming in and thanks for giving us, you know, your analysis. Always good to have you on. We appreciate it, man. And we will talk to you later. I appreciate you guys for having me on always. All right. Thanks, Emery. Later, Emery. Yeah, guys, that was the great Emery Hunt uh, football game plan. We appreciate him always coming on the show. Yeah, man. That dude is a football junkie. If you can't tell from that, he is all into USFL. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> wasn't expecting, wasn't expecting that. I mean, I heard it's been good. I actually haven't had a chance to look at it because I've been dived into the NBA playoffs, yeah. obviously. And, you know, a football junkie is going to find some football on right. at all times, clearly. Quick takes, man. Do we really have anything aside from Rudy Gobert saying that he could lock up Shaq? <laughs> That's all I got. Yo, Shaq is putting up 16 in a game to 16 in 16 minutes <laughs> on Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I don't know who he thought he was or who he thinks he is now. One, you might be getting traded. You got bigger things to worry about than Shaq right now. You need to work on your offensive game. You need to work on your lateral speed. You got some things to look at, bucko. I don't know what you're doing with Shaq, but Shaq will get you out the paint, literally. Shaq is here to get you out the paint, literally. Joel Embiid, man. No one cared who he was until he put on the mask. I told you, bro. Mask on, bro. Mask on. All right, man, I'm getting out of here, man. <laughs> want to thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. Remember, Black Lives Matter. They always matter, and they will forever matter. It's hot now. It is officially getting hot. Like, it hit 70s up here today. I think it's the hottest it's been all year. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. And it's getting icky outside. Really sticky. Allergies really fuming, pollen, crazy. So, you know, make sure you protect yourselves. Even more reason to wear your mask. Hear me out. You see what I did there? <laughs> wear, wear the mask, social distance when you can. Continue to pray for those, you know, in Ukraine and all those who need prayer and just continue to look out for everyone. And guys, let's enjoy this summer, man. Yeah, man. Guys, we appreciate all the love and support you've shown us on all the streaming platforms, all the uh, other platforms you, you listen to us on, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other streaming platforms you listen to us on. We love it, guys. Comment, like, share, all those kinds of things. I'm gonna get a bane mask, man. I'm, I'm gonna get a <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> yo, yo. I, I'm gonna get a bane. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a bane mask, and, and I'm gonna tweet. No one care who I was until I put on the mask. Man. Born in the shadows, man. <laughs>
I'm, I'm about to run the whole thing down. Let me get out of here, man. I'm going. Really thought it ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze marks with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Rocked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood. I said I would get. No mediocre. I'm feeling like Tip. Sound like to me. We got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy is the swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes. No Addy. This is the wave to give them the feeling. Rappers be capping, no, I don't feel you. Feel like the man when I walk through the building. Too many scars and spiritual healing. I got a million dreams. I got a million schemes. We going crazy, we going crazy. We got the winning team.